welcome, 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 welcome. It's the Fish and Chip Podcast, and I have been waiting for today for a very long time. Let me explain. It's Super Bowl week. Know what else it is today? It is our 10th month anniversary as of yesterday. That too, and? 96th episode. And? Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day. I like to celebrate privately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How about we do it on Groundhog Day? Uh, no, I can't. I like to celebrate privately. <laughs> All right, oh, good old office your, Memphis. On your private. Mention. Memphis? I just said Memphis. What did I mention? Little office reference. Memphis. Get it? Mention and reference. Put no, together. I don't word. know. Something. Fishing to podcast here. Second day of February. We are 10 months old, as like I said, and it's Super Bowl week. What a great time to be a part of the podcast. That means uh, we're starting a new baby. Yeah, we're on the next one. Uh, we're on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Machine. Most places you get your podcasts. Heck yeah. Um, as we do every day, uh, we try to dive into just some random topics that come across our screens or platforms that we want to just you know make note of so that the Mastiffs can stay aware. And then we always get to segment two and go NFL talk in there. Oh, there was a lot this weekend. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to hold off from mentioning anything <laughs> that until segment two. But for segment one, um, WNBA news, Chip. Oh, wow. Diane Tarazi signing a multi-year deal with Phoenix again. Um, yeah, three-time WNBA champion. Uh, going to be able to stay in the league longer. Um, she was in the same draft class as Lindsey Whalen, who uh, also won some titles there in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, interesting that she's still being able to play as uh, – what did Lindsey Whalen, what did she retire three years ago, four years ago? Something like that, yeah. To go coach the Gophers women's basketball team. But Diana Tarazi, one of the best to ever do it. Maybe the best to ever do it on the women's side. Um, still do, still hooping, signing multi-year deal with the Mercury down there in Phoenix. This is her seventh. This will be her 17th season. Wow. It's a long time. And like I said, she's going to be multi-year. Uh, the details on the deal are not, but it's a, they agreed to a multi-year deal. So. Congratulations to her. Um, I've always appreciated watching her, so I'm glad I can continue to do so. Yeah. Over yeah. to you, Chip. Over to me. <laughs> it's my time to shine. MLB. Yes. We have lots of MLB news. Uh, There's a big trade. Not not the biggest trade of the weekend, I'd say. Well, it depends what sport you watch, but big MLB trade. Nolan Arenado from the Rockies got traded to St. Louis Cardinals. He is a uh, third baseman. That's a big-time trade. Yeah. He's been a gold-glove winner every year since 2013, so he's great on defense. He actually won the Defensive Player of the Year award three times. Uh, Big-time all-stars, multiple silver sluggers. He's all-around really good player. Probably just – I mean, he's only 29 still, so probably right in his prime. Yeah. The Cardinals did not give up a whole lot to get him. Yeah, I'm guessing that's the situation where the Rockies just wanted to clear up that contract. Yeah, which is and yeah, maybe the they Rockies realize that they're not going to compete this yeah, year. Or they've kind of been borderline playoff team recently, but I think without him, they're not going to have yeah. a chance. Uh, what did Sports Illustrated call it? Something funny. Let me find it quick. They call it the uh, Friday Night Heist. 
<laughs> because the Cardinals held up the aimless Rockies, they say. And Colorado had to pay $50 million. What? Oh, was that a contract? Yeah, I That's guess That's unbelievable. So. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And St. Louis basically just gave up a bunch of mid-tier prospects, not even their top ones, for probably one of the best third basemen in the league. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Talking about maybe a fleecing? Unless Colorado knows something we don't. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Find out, but that was a big trade. And then, yes, as, yes. And then as for the actual season, uh, MLB is now proposing to push everything back a month for COVID reasons, which would mean spring training would start a month later. Um, instead of starting like in three weeks-ish, I think pitchers and catchers is usually report end of February. That would now be like mid-March. And the season would start April 28th instead of, I guess lately it's kind of been like between April 2nd, 3rd, sometimes even March 31st. So they'd push everything back a month, and then the overall games played would be down to like 153. Hold up there, Chip. I think I read something different. Oh. I thought I read that they're talking also the potential of keeping the start date on spring training the same and just spacing it out more to ergo contracting and spreading the virus. Oh, well, so that's interesting. Up. So the start date of the season would actually back up, but spring training might still stay as scheduled on time, just more space in between games. Huh? I've heard it multiple ways. So that was just another one that I heard. I just want to mention. Okay. Well, this <laughs> back to you, Chip. Okay. Well, uh, this on ESPN says spring training might be March 22nd now. So I don't know. There's, MLB, once again, is not <laughs> uh, just like last year with uh, COVID starting in July. They are We not. might have a playoffs. We might not. We might have let more teams in. I don't know. We'll we find might out have when a we season, get there. We might not. <laughs> you know, when the playoffs roll around, we'll decide how many teams we want in it. <laughs> yes. After a full season of watching and a full offseason, they are still not prepared. They are down to weeks before spring training would start, and they're like, eh, I don't know. Maybe you'll be reporting. Maybe you won't. Maybe we'll give home games during the playoffs. Maybe we won't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll let you have some fans. Maybe we won't. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we'll play 100 games instead of 162. Yeah. Maybe we'll make it 300 games. Or is it 182? 162. Okay. Good. It's, it's not 182. 82 is the NBA season. Sorry. Oh, I thought you said 182. I like, did. Like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I caught on to that afterwards. <laughs> but I was just, I always get that confused because I know the NBA is 82. So then I want to say that MLB is 182. Uh, yes, it's actually 162. I, I said it right the first time. Leave me alone. Ah, you did. Yep. Back so, to you, Chip. Uh, back to me. Well, yeah, it's uh, a lot of up in the airness right now. They uh, just, just don't know. As, <laughs> I don't know. We we had our beef with MLB last July when all this was going on and they were not prepared. So I'm not going to get into it again. Yeah. We'll just have to let's, wait and see. Let's stay happy today. Let's be stay in a good mood, right? Uh, and one other big MLB thing that Dan will talk about right now, I think. Yeah, because there's a new video game coming out, right? <laughs> yes. What is that video game? MLB The Show 21. Ooh, and you know who's on the cover? I sure do. But you got to play the sound chip first. It's time for Dan's favorite athlete on earth. 
today. The favorite athlete of the day is the MLB 21, the show cover athlete, Fernando Tatis Jr. Woo! Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. What a he, he was just a rookie last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, the youngest Stud. athlete ever to be on that cover. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Um, he's exciting to watch. Those Padres are going to be dynamic, and I can't wait to watch all their matchups with the Dodgers this year. So, Same. And big news on that game, MLB The Show. For the first time ever, it's also going to be an Xbox. What? Uh-huh. It used to be a PlayStation exclusive, but that uh, exclusivity has uh, ended this year. So he's getting more exposure. That's a big word, Chip. Thank you. <laughs> Ex- exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> I try sometimes. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real word, but we'll find out. Uh, uh, I think it's somewhere. Back to you, Chip. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't that's have all anything. I got. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Just if you're on Xbox and been waiting for a good baseball game, now you can get a good baseball game. And it might be on oh. PC too. I don't know. Here's a curveball for you. Since we're talking baseball, why don't you close out segment one? Oh, why do you do this to me? Uh, Fish and Chip Podcast. That was segment one. We're coming back to segment two with NFL right after this. Exclusivity is a word. I know it. Welcome back to the Fish and Chip Podcast. Shout out poor Detroit Lions specifically. They have lost their face of their franchise. They're looking for a new one. We'll get to that in a minute, but this is the Fish and Chip Podcast. I'm Chip Bailey, Dan Fish over there. NFL, Super Bowl week. Lots of news right now. Pro Bowl Sunday. Pro Bowl, yeah. <laughs> totally free. Here's out. the headline. Yeah. Here's the headline on BleacherReport.com. Kyler Murray, NFC, route Deshaun Watson, AFC, and Madden 2021 NFL Pro Bowl. NFC came away with a 32-12 to 12 win in the AFC, over the AFC, in the 2021 Pro Bowl on Sunday. It was played on Madden. If you didn't know, if you didn't listen last week, mm-hmm. the NFC side had Kyler Murray, Bubba Wallace, Jamal Adams, and Marshawn Lynch uh, going for the NFC. And then for the AFC, it was Deshaun Watson, Keyshawn Johnson, Derrick Henry, and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Um, Kyler Murray was playing the role of their, he got to, you know, be the player for one quarter, but he also uh, was coaching the guys up during the other three quarters. And I believe what they said was in the second quarter, Keyshawn Johnson got his butt kicked by Bubba Wallace. <laughs> and that's pretty much what the game was decided on. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's not to like play ageism or anything, but yeah, yeah. some of the older guys definitely don't play video games, video as, games much. as much. Yeah. So it's almost unfair. Mm-hmm. But oh well. But yeah, apparently the NFC just used Kyler Murray as the quarterback. Like they never used. Uh, or the other guys, uh, Wilson or Rogers. Rogers, yeah. Because <laughs> Kyler Murray's just so fast on that game. <laughs> so yeah. they just used to make color. <laughs> and then he was named the MVP of the Pro Bowl was Kyler Murray. Like so. his uh, avatar, his player, or he himself was? Uh, I think either way it would have been the same. <laughs> okay. <That's close. laughs> um, but yeah, because like I said, he, he won, he was crowned MVP at times, assuming the dual roles of player and coach. I saw when they were voting on this, like, they basically asked the four guys in the NFC who they thought they should should be the MVP, and they were all like, "It's Kyler." Okay, you know. And then like uh, Strahan and Curtis Thompson were hosting, and they were like, "Well, they technically decided it who it was," and then they said it was Kyler Murray. 
I, I see. I see. So yeah, yeah. And I think there's a little bit of banter back and forth about Deshaun Watson's, you know, uncertainty with the Houston Texans. <laughs> and he yeah. was just trying to like, all right, be quiet, guys. Hush. Yeah. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Well, a little awkward, but funny <laughs> at the same time. Now that that's done, we can look forward to the Super Bowl this week. Yes, we can. Um, I do want to just mention we kind of we've been on the Watson watch the last couple of episodes, but I did want to just break down one thing that I maybe I'm re- reiterating from last week, but this is what I think the Texans should do. And I, I believe I said it Friday, but I just want to remind everybody the Texans need to make this trade and they need to make it sooner than later because Deshaun Watson's going to hold the power over them. Like, yeah, they could just be like, okay, hold out. Why don't you, you're just not going to get paid then. But if they wait till the season starts, the value that they're going to get is going to be less and less for mm-hmm. what he's actually worth. And then you got to look at the trade that happened this this weekend. Uh-huh. It's Matt Stafford from Detroit to LA for Jared Goff plus two draft picks. Two so first starting and a third. Yeah. So Three you're getting a, you could get a NFL ready starter right now and probably two first rounds and maybe a couple second rounders or something at least for Deshaun Watson. And I think that's, that's a better route to go than wait until early uh, late training camp or late preseason, close to the early start of the regular season. And then all of a sudden Deshaun's holding out and you go, okay, we got to move him now. And you only get like a first or second first and a second rounder for him. Like you could get so much for him right now. if you Yeah. I I feel like especially with the Matt Stafford trade just happening where he brought in two first round picks that also helps the Texans in their asking price right now. Exactly. Because Deshaun so, Watson is younger and much better than Stafford right now. Yes. So moving sooner than later is the best route for the Texans. As much as they might want to like play bully ball and say, like, we're going to have you back because we signed you under contract and you're supposed to be here. He's not showing up in uniform ever again. Yes. In my opinion. So, yeah. So, uh, Matt Stafford for Jared Goff plus a couple overall draft picks. It makes you kind of wonder what the Rams are doing because the Rams gave up what they gave up six picks to move up in the draft to get Jared Goff at number one overall five years ago. Yeah. And now they're giving up three more draft picks. Yep. So ultimately they get, they gave up nine picks to have them for five years and then get them out of there. (laughs) Nine picks for Stafford. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) The, The fun fact that we discussed Privately was that the Rams last first round pick now was in 2016 and they took off and they've not had one since. And now they don't have one scheduled until 2024. That's eight years without a first round pick. Yep. Granted, I think when they spent two of them to get Jalen Ramsey, that was probably a good move, but I don't know if two for Matt Stafford is. But you're basically trading six first round draft picks away to a have Jared Goff for five years and then yeah. B get rid of them. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean. But then you might feel bad for Jared Goff if you're just looking at it from, like, you know, an unbiased position. He's going to go play for a coach that was a tight ends coach, basically, the last time he had a job in the NFL. Uh, Probably not superly overly qualified to be a head coach right now. And then also a guy that's basically a running backs coach. Um, I know he's been a head coach before. And Anthony Lynn, but he's pretty much a running backs coach his whole career. So um, maybe not as good a coaching up there in Detroit as there is out in LA. Yeah, definitely. 
But like- also, you look at Matt Zaffer and get me super happy for him. He spent how many years in a dumpster fire? <laughs> yes. And now he's going to go out there and have a good team. So you're going to he's going to have a lot of pressure on him this year. Like it's yeah. put up or shut up time. Like this is going to reflect how good of a career you've actually had. Like he's probably up there on all the passing lists. You know, in the top. 10, 15, 20 of all time, you know, yards, touchdowns, that sort of thing. Um, and he's had a good statistical career, but he's never really done much as far as winning. Um, he's had one good season where they made the playoffs, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, but now it's like you got a top five defense, you know, probably the best defensive player in the league. You got a young running back that showed great promise in his second year now. Um, and you got a lot of good wide receiver and tight end talent and a good offensive line. It's like time to. I was the Rams, say, Rams should be one of the top teams in the league next year. Yeah. Like that's the pressure that should be put on them. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it almost might help alleviate some pressure on them for uh, with all those good players around them. He won't feel the need to carry the team himself. Yeah. But... He doesn't need to carry it. But I mean, like, as the organization as a whole, it's like, Super Bowl or bust next year. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't know how many more years of Stafford you have. You might only get two, three more good years. Yeah. And you can stay healthy. Eventually, with all these big, good players, they're going to run out of cap space. Yeah. So, I mean, the window for them is very limited. Like, it's maybe two, three seasons to win a Super Bowl if you're Mm -hmm. an LA Rams fan. And if they have a bad season next year, then, (laughs) I mean, they don't have a first round pick again. And then they're probably looking to move quarterbacks again. Yeah. You know, because what are the, how are they going to get another one if Matt Stafford retires in three years? Right. You know, you, you don't know for sure. So. Yep. Interesting um, situations on all aspects of that. Yes. But yeah, I think with that, you got to be thinking as the Texans, you got to be like, I can get so much for Deshaun based on what the uh, Detroit Lions got for Matt Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I would take that in a heartbeat and move on because he's not going to be back playing for you. One of and the, if he and if he is, it's going to be toxic. Yeah, one of the things I heard about Detroit prior to their trade was they had multiple offers with one first round pick involved, um, but they liked the Rams and they were able to convince them for more picks because Jared Goff's contract is so big. Yeah, they're like, we'll take that big contract, but we want an extra first round pick and the second or third. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, I want to throw some stats at you quick, which will also sure. is a preview for our game today. Okay. So these are not your typical stats for these two quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Jerry Goff, but I just want to throw them at you. So Matt Stafford has uh, these are all percentages, basically, kind of. He's played in 165 games, Matt Stafford has. He has a 4.5 touchdown percentage, which is how many of his passes are touchdown. Jared Goff has played 69 nice games. His touchdown percentage is 4.4%. It's almost the same there. Both their interception percents are 2.3%. Matt Stafford's uh, passer rating is 89.9. Jared Goff is 91.5. Matt Stafford's average touchdowns a game is 1.71. Jared Goff is 1.55. So slightly in advantage of Matt Stafford. And interceptions, Matt Stafford has 0.87 a game, where Jared Goff has 0.797 a game. Matt Stafford win percentage. Don't need to get into that. It's forty-four percent. Jared Goff yeah. is sixty. 
But and that's just basically saying and they're pretty pretty even. Almost the same quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but you could say that Matt Stafford had less help as far as coaching and players around him. Yeah. Um, if you look at last season, I saw this stat on NFL Network. Matt Stafford had more yards and um, more touchdowns, I believe, or maybe yes. a higher completion percentage. But Jared Goff had the better QBR and passer rating. So yes. I mean, they're basically these are, the same, very similar quarterbacks. Yeah. These are all career averages too. So you can include Matt Stafford's stats with the years that he had Megatron. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty, pretty comparable <laughs> just based on yeah. stats. I mean, and if you're the Detroit Lions, you got to kind of got to feel like you won that trade. I mean, yeah, you're getting a younger quarterback. Yeah. He's got a big contract, but you know, he's probably a little bit more mobile than Matt Stafford and you can do a couple different things, but mm-hmm. maybe not as good of a pure passer. So. Yeah, I don't I know. Was it, was kind of it was it was kind of kind of bold, I think, on both parts. You know, the move that they make. I mean, the Lions needed to make the move, but I don't know if Jared Goss necessarily the one you want to get. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt Stafford got what he wanted. He wanted to go to LA. Yeah. Um. There is other rumors flying as of this morning. Chip, have you been tuned into the Twitter machine today? If it's uh, if it's uh, regarding Kirk Cousins, then yes. He is the number one trend on Twitter this morning. Apparently, <laughs> San Francisco is looking to shop for quarterbacks, and Kirk Cousins is at the top of that list. Their preferred, yes. Evan Massey, I think his name is, is an independent writer. As uh, It's the one that kind of broke that news <clears throat> and says, 49ers really want Kirk Cousins. Do it. Yep. Do a three-team trade. I, Three-team trade. I told you this over the weekend. Three-team yeah, trade. <laughs> Kirk Kirk to San Fran, Deshaun to Minnesota, Jimmy G to the Texans, and Minnesota will give up as many draft picks as you need, Houston. Yes. Please do it. Please do it. I would. I don't know what I would do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> we need We need Deshaun. We need Deshaun. That would be so cool. So, yeah, just more speculation. The dominoes of the quarterback market are falling. Um, like you said, we got Matt Stafford and Jared Goff on the move, and now everybody gets to kind of absorb that and how that went down and what each team gave up to get what they got. And uh, the asking price for the Texans should go through the roof now, as we said. And um, let's see what domino falls next. Yes. Exactly. Should be an exciting offseason until the draft here. The next couple of months are going to yeah, be interesting. I think this offseason is going to have the most quarterback movement ever. Probably, yeah. And it's just going to be a trend for what's to come because I think it's going to continue in the future. Probably. All right, with that, I got nothing else segment two. Why don't we get to game time? Chip's got the game today. Uh, I'm assuming it's NFL stat-based. So Quarterback-based, yes. Ooh, yeah, we'll get to that. We're game time segment three, Fish and Chip Pod next. Welcome back to the Fish and Chip Podcast. It is segment three. It's game time. And as I said, Chip Daly has the game for me. Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain it, Chip? Yay, it's a game. Uh-huh. Uh, so the stats I gave you with Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, I'm basically going to do that right now with eight random quarterbacks. Give you the stats. It's going to be a bracket. We've done games like this before with like the running backs. And then I can't remember what other time we did it. I think we did quarterbacks for something before. else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, these quarterbacks are like all-time greats. 
Dan and I were having a discussion a couple of weeks ago, and about, about where where Aaron Rodgers fits yeah. up on this list. Uh, you were telling me Aaron Rodgers can't win the big games and stuff, which so far he hasn't. But I I don't like the win percentage thing for quarterbacks. Anyway, I hate quarterbacks. I just want to. I'll I'll make the hot take. I said he's not a top five quarterback all time. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> okay, so I have eight quarterbacks here. I think three or four are still playing. The rest are uh, retired. I'm just going to give you those stats. Not like career touchdowns because I'll give it away. It's just percentages, ratings, that sort of thing. And I, ran- Captain. Uh, I randomly put them in a bracket, and I'll just give them to you as uh, it was randomized. Ready? There's eight of them, right? Yes, eight. Okay, here we go. We have player H versus player D in the first round. Player H. Do you want me to tell you how many games they played, or do you think that would give it away? Uh, I don't need that stat. Okay. So player H has a 5% or touchdown percentage. So that means all of his attempts, 5% of his attempts is a touchdown. Uh, 3.3% interception percentage, 86 rating. He averaged 1.68 touchdowns a game. Okay, slow down. 3.3% INT. Yep. 86, 86 passer rating. Averaged 1.68 touchdowns a game. And 1.11 interceptions a game. Do you want a win percentage or no? Sure. His win percentage is 62.41. And he's going up against player D, who has a 5.7 touchdown percentage, 2.7 interception percentage, 96.5 passer rate, 2.02 touchdowns a game. These are passing touchdowns, by the way, per game. And 0.94 interceptions a game. He has a 70.19 win percentage. These do not include playoff games, just regular season. Who would you rather have? Well, I mean, he's, player D is better in every category. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm taking player D. A lot of these are probably going to be pretty obvious until you get down to like the finals. I'm taking player D. Should I tell you who player H was? Sure. It was Brett Favre. Favre. Brett Favre. All right, next we have player C and player B. Player C is at the top, so uh, start with him. 5.4 touchdown percentage. 2.3 interception percentage. 98.7 rating. 2.22 touchdowns a game. 0.84 interceptions a game. And just over 60% win percentage. Okay. Player B. 5.5 5.5 touchdown percentage, 1.8 interception percentage, 97.3 passer rating. He averaged 1.93 touchdowns a game and 0.63 interceptions a game. His win percentage is 76.92. All right, so he barely squeaks him out over touchdowns. Better in interceptions. Rating's pretty much the same. 
touchdown percent or touchdowns per game is a little bit lower, but interceptions is also lower and he wins more. I'm going to take player B. All right. That's probably that's a really close matchup, though. It is close, yeah. So I tell you who player C was. Yes, please. That was Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. All right, next we have G and E as an elephant. G, we have a straight up 5.0 touchdown percentage. 3.0 interception. 86.4 rating. 1.37 touchdowns a game. And 1.04 interceptions a game. He has a 61.25 win percentage. Okay. And then we have player E, 5.1 touchdown percentage, 2.6 interception rating, 92.3 passer rating. He averaged 1.4 touchdowns a game, 0.72 interceptions a game. And 71.34 win percentage. Well, once again, player E is better in every category, so I'm going to take player E. (laughs) Player E. Player G was the one and only Dan Marino. Which, I mean, I feel like for his era, those stats are off the chart. But for what what players are allowed to do nowadays, as far as like wide receivers getting off the ball easier and more pass interference penalties, and the game is just built for throwing, he's hard to compete with players in this this era. You know, stat wise, if he would have played around this era, I think he would have had you know Peyton Manning type numbers. Perhaps, perhaps. All right, last matchup. We have player A versus player F. Player A has a 6.3 touchdown percentage, 1.4 interception percentage, a 103.9 rating, averages 2.09 touchdowns a game, and only 0.45 interceptions a game. He has a 66.32 win percentage. Player F, 5.6 touchdowns a game. 2.6 touchdown percentage. Yeah, sorry, touchdown percentage. Uh, That'd be an unruly number. I'm like five and a half at the game. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, yeah, percentage. 2.6 interception percentage. 96.8 rating. Uh, He averaged 1.37 touchdowns a game and 0.633 repeating interceptions a game. He has a 65.73 win percentage. I know you're just setting this up for me to have Aaron Rodgers be like one of the top ones. Well, I told you, I just randomized him. All right. Um, no, I know, but I'm saying like he probably oh. has like the best stats when it comes down to it. Um, in this situation, it looks again like every stat is better for player A than player F. So I'm going to take player A. All right. Player F was Steve Young. Yeah, I don't think he was as good as him. I mean, like, he had a great career, but, like, he's not on my top five for sure, you know? Yeah. I hear you. All right. (sighs) All right. So, here's what I'm thinking. You said there's three active players, right? Uh, Yeah. 
on this list. And are you counting Drew Brees as active because he hasn't technically retired yeah, yet? Yes, I was. Okay, so that means the other two that I believe that are still active are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. One of these then would be Peyton Manning, and the other one would be uh, Montana. Unless wow. you threw El- unless you threw Elway in there. Nope, those are the four. <laughs> All right. Um, we have D and B. Do you want me to repeat any of them? We no. I, I have D and B. Um, All right. And if then you, we if have you're just listening e, and want those stats again, just rewind it. E and A. And based on based on interception percentage, I think player A is Aaron Rodgers. Um. Okay, so D versus B, 5.7 touchdowns, barely better than player B. D has a better, or throws more interceptions, like almost another percent higher in interceptions. Same, similar rating, uh, player D, like I said, more touchdowns per game, but also more interceptions per game. And player B wins more often. I'm going to take player B, even um, though that might be more of a game manager, people could answer. say. I'm going to take B over D, yeah. All right, player D was Peyton Manning. Okay. Yeah, that's close. I mean, that's really close. I mean, yeah, I feel like D just had, like, a little bit more risk it, you know? Uh-huh. But, I mean, really similar when it comes down to it. I mean, we're... We're very, very, very knitting. knitting <laughs> yeah. Either splitting one. Splitting hairs here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with either one of those guys. All right. Then uh, for the matchup between A and E, more touchdowns for A, less interceptions for A, higher rating by almost 10 by A, more touchdowns per game by almost by seven almost. Point seven per touchdown per game. Uh, much less interceptions for player A and a win percentage that's a little lower. I'm going to take player A stat-based. Obviously, the win percentage being 5% less isn't great, but um, I'm taking A, and that's probably Aaron Rodgers, which means E is probably Tom Brady. Wait, you might have the win percentages wrong, or I gave them to you wrong. E had a higher win oh, percentage. Oh, wait, sorry, I was looking at the wrong number. You're right, yep. So I said, I take player A stat based on everything but the win percentage, mm-hmm. which like I would obviously wish that player A would have a similar win percentage and it'd be a no brainer, but I'm taking player A, but E might be the better career. <laughs> okay. Well, is, that... e, is E Tom Brady? No. Is it Montana? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you picked A and B, but I'm going to throw, throw the final boss in here too. I'm going to give you a third option. Oh, gosh. At the end here. The boss. Uh Uh-huh. Player I. Okay, so I'm correct that it's Peyton and... Or not Peyton, Tom and Aaron for the matchup, right? Maybe. I'm not going to tell you you until I tell you player I. You said those were the four players I had left. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, so player I, Tom Brady. Give me (laughs) it. All right, player I. 6.8 touchdown percentage. 1.4 1.4 interception percentage. 108.7 passer rating. He averages 2.48 touchdowns a game. 0.52 
interceptions a game. And he averaged 82.61 winning percentage. <laughs> so in every statistical category, player I is better than both player A and B, except player A was a little bit better in interceptions per game. Yes. I'm taking I overall. <laughs> That's why I That's put him Tom Brady. the final boss. Okay, but you want to know my matchup between B and A first, right? Sure. For the, for the championship. Uh, da, 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 da. I would take... Gosh, that's tough too because the win percentage is so much different on this one. The stat-based, you know, like the performance-based is leaning player A again, except the win percentage is 10% higher for player B. I'd probably take player B, honestly. Take player you know, B? I, I want to win, man. Okay. And when it was just five percent, it was like, eh, yeah, that's splitting hairs. Ten percent more—that's one more win a year. On average, on the quarterback though, or more than one point six wins. Well, I do when you're when you're throwing that well. You know, ninety-seven percent. I mean, it's not like he's a scrub. You know, he's got good stats. Mm-hmm. All the stats are comparable. So you're picking player B. Yeah. All right. Do you want to guess who player A was? That's Rodgers. That was Rodgers. So who do you think B was? Well, I thought it was Tom Brady, but now apparently I'm wrong. Well, who do you you think the last two were between I and B? I thought B was Tom Brady, but then when you told me I, I kind of thought he was I then. Okay. Um, Player B might be... uh, B. Elway? Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> go with go with your first instinct. It was Tom Brady. Yep. So who has the great stat line there? <laughs> the young gun, Patrick Mahomes. Oh boy, yeah, baby. <laughs> He's outriding better than everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, we knew that. <laughs> That's why I put him last because all of his stats were better than everyone. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that he's falling behind on is interception ratio, ratio based on uh, or percentage or whatever. Yeah, his interception he's, percentage is tied for first with Aaron. But Rodgers. he throws more per game. Oh yeah, per game. Yeah, that's the only thing that Rodgers or anybody has on him. But yeah, I was like, I thought we were doing all time greats. <laughs> well, he is an all time great. <laughs> I mean, he's only been playing for three, four years. Uh huh. <laughs> I know he's going to be an all time great. I mean, if he has this type of career. Based on what his he's done in the first four years, he's going to make everybody look like so small compared to him. Yeah, just think he about, will break every passing record. Just think about what it done first three seasons for all these other guys compared to Mahomes. It would be not even close. It would not even be close. It would not <laughs> even be close. These guys, I mean, Brady wasn't throwing that much in his no. first three four years. They were relying on defense. Yeah. You know, and Peyton threw a bunch of interceptions his first yeah. couple of years. Yeah, like the interception record, I think. Aaron Rodgers didn't even play for three seasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> three or four. Yep. And Drew Brees was out in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, right. Not doing the whole So, I mean, either. Mahomes is just incredible. And as we've stated before, he, he will shatter every record and be the best quarterback of all time someday. That's mm-hmm. why we, That's why I've been looking forward to this Super Bowl so much. Is because it's literally the goat as of current status, but the one that is the prodigal son, the chosen one, that will 
demoralize every stat that Tom Brady ever had. Yes. And he's well on his way. If he gets his second Super Bowl already, the trajectory, the career trajectory is uh way, way higher. Yes. <laughs> so, I agree. He'll and, have his own Hall of Fame. Yes, the Patrick Mahomes Hall of Fame. <laughs> Maybe the Pro Football Hall of Fame will name 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 it after him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Mahomes Hall. The MVP trophy should be named after him too. All right, well, with that efficient chip pod. That was a fun game. But yeah, yeah. yeah lots of numbers. Yeah, lots of numbers. Broke them down for you. Uh-huh. Fish and Chip Pod. We're on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Machine. Most places you get your podcasts. Remember, hashtag prop up at Thrive Fantasy. Promo code FISH, F I S H. Thank you for listening and stay sweet, universe. Stay sweet.